hey hey and welcome back to another episode of group chat teeing where we give you the latest take two where we give you the hottest topics on the hottest tea <laughs> mercy y'all getting tongue-tied in this piece um but welcome back to another episode for sure um we hope that it's something that you can tune into and weigh in on all right so let's jump right in today the topic is education does it or does it not prepare our young people for life? Education. Does it or does it not prepare our young people for life? Um, so the scenario where we have the sip it or spill it. You have a new grad nurse. Shout out to all my nurses. Um, you know y'all close to my heart. Um You have a new grad nurse who has just been oriented to, I don't know, the PACU unit, which is post-anesthesia care unit. Um, When people get from out of surgeries, they have to go to this uh, care unit um, to make sure that they are stable enough to go back to a regular floor. Just a little background for you. Um, You see a nurse is caring for her patients, what, what looks like very well. You end up going into the med room at the same time with this nurse to pull medications for your patient. And you have to either stand behind or off to the side um, for HIPAA purposes um, or privacy purposes for those that are not familiar with that termination. Termination. Wow. Terminology. Y'all. Woo. It's been a long day. We're batch recording today, guys. So bear with us. Um, And so you see that the nurse takes out an extra medication and, um, you know, you mind your business for the time being. Do you or do you not say something either to the nurse or to the charge nurse or however your floor, um, chain of command goes do you say something or do you not is the question question though okay is it just like a random medication because it could be two doses of something for said patient it at this point you know that it is something that's irregular it doesn't matter whether it's a motrin or whether it's because what happens in the hospitals or even any kind of health system where there's that you have a, a med count and so if something comes up missing Somebody has to take responsibility for that. So if you know the person who is responsible for that, even if it's something as small as a headache medication or as something as big as a Dilaudid, the the integrity behind it remains the same. Sure. Um, so which, again, leads to my question, do you sip it or do you spill it? Um, I guess I'll go first. Um... For the sake of integrity, I'm going to spill it. Yes, I'm a new grad. Yes, I just got on the floor. This may be an old head who's doing this. They may have been doing it for some years. I don't know. At this point, I'm not close enough to anybody to like. The only thing that would be, quote unquote, um, in jeopardy is my relationships with my coworkers. Because I highly doubt that I'm going to get fired for integrity. And if I do, I didn't need to be at that job anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like to me. So 
and my sipping now mind you guys this is a, this is a stretch we were thinking of what we could do as far as education is concerned but here we are with this sip it or spill it i'm gonna spill it and then we're gonna move on to the actual conversation because we got some pretty juicy things for you as it relates to education but ladies are you gonna sip it or are you gonna spill it i'm gonna spill it uh i was raised to be integrable is that a word mercy <laughs> <laughs> it's not integrity. If it is, uh, yeah. Um, and I have a pretty guilty conscience most of the time, so that would eat me up. So I would definitely spill it. And also, I don't. At this juncture, if I'm new, I probably wouldn't have much to lose in terms of like a relationship between coworkers, like Amber said. So. I'm pretty much on the same page. Um, if you, for me, I'm one of the people that I feel guilty as well. However, at the same time, I could also look at it as that's on you because whatever's done in the dark is going to come to the light anyway. But, okay, I'll save it. Alex. <laughs> no, I'm just, it, it can go either way because I'm like, um, that's on her. I don't know, but part of me <laughs> is kind of like I would sip it just because I guess it's kind of like like Sheila said like what's done in the dark will come to light and it's just kind of like mm, well it's, that's them doing the wrong thing or that's not really none of my business <laughs> but um, for the sake of having integrity and, and looking out for the well-being of, <laughs> of the patient. And that was what right. I was about to say, because yeah. at the same right. time, you, even though those are not my patients, I'm still responsible for yeah. their well-being as mm-hmm. a nurse, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that code so of that's, ethics. So that's yeah. the, that's yeah. the yes. thing. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think. <laughs> right. That would drive me to spill it. Is, is, yeah. And that, that's pretty much the main reason. And that's why. Yeah. 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 But you'd be surprised at how many people just turn their heads. Yeah, and that's the problem because I'm thinking like if if I was the patient exactly. or if it was my grandmother or something exactly. like, mm-hmm. come on, bro, that's like all facts. of y'all just doing right. the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Absolutely, that's facts. On the other hand, sorry, Amber. Go ahead. Um, in addition to all of that, I guess, um, before we started recording, Amber, you know, we were discussing this, and Amber mentioned, or maybe it was on recording I honestly don't remember like she said it's been a long day um you have to have a med count and or inventory if that's the terminology you're familiar with um and so I think that once that happened and it comes to like they find out that you were in that room they're probably cameras or they may Mm -hmm. question people Mm -hmm you would still probably get in trouble at the end of the day, whether that means being yep. fired or suspended or whatever. Yep. Um, but in addition to best care for all patients, you would still probably have some kind of consequence at the end of the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and once again, this was really just a stretch um, of our <laughs> imagination because we couldn't come up with any other thing as it pertains to education and the lack thereof, in my opinion, of how it helps ready our children for life in general. Um, So I just, 
want to pose the question to you all, and this is something that you can weigh in on. Um, do you believe that education in and of itself, as far as schooling all the way from pre-K through college, is it something that overall you can say for you or for your children or for your whoever people that you have close to you or you've had a conversation with, do you believe that it has prepared you for life in general, period? Go ahead. Oh. Um, (laughs) That's really to the audience. Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) However, I will say that if we're just talking about academia, absolutely not. But from high school all the way through graduate school for myself, I worked and went to school at the same time. So I think it gave me some preparation in terms of what professionalism looks like mm-hmm. and sure. how to conduct myself in a professional setting. But in, if we're just keeping it stri- strictly towards academia, uh, no, because... <laughs> sure. So yeah. for the sake of this, it, I, I would say definitely strictly academia or academia. Um, but... Even when you said that, because obviously, uh, well, for those of you that do not know, I'm Amber and the one who just spoke was Brandy and we are sisters. And so we went to the same schools um, through undergrad and then Brandy went on to get her master's degree. Um, however, our experience is not the vast majority. Mm-hmm. And so although we were able and afforded the opportunity to have a work study program from high school all the way through college, that's not been everybody's reality. Yeah. And I think that we have to, and not just us, but just people in general, we have to um, alter our thinking. Man, shout out to all my podcasts coming through. <laughs> I did a podcast on my personal platform today um, entitled Control-Alt-Delete. Go check it out on A Simple Solution Podcast. Shameless plug. Um, So I think that we have to alter our thinking for the the vast majority yeah. Um. Because everybody doesn't get that opportunity, Mm-mm. um, like at all. Even in college, like there were pe- there are a number of people who went through college and didn't like work. Like you know, I mean, I work at the school, but I also worked on the weekends at a church in the area. Um, and made money that way, and that that money was pocketed for me as well uh, for me. But the other money went to my t- towards my tuition. Um, but I'm thirty two. I've been on my own for quite some time now and I still don't feel like I've been, I'm ready for life. Mm-mm. Like it is a whole nother level outside of just education because, and I guess this is not really a good example because I'm, I'm a nurse. So my education really is what I'm using every day, <laughs> but for the, for the, for the majority yeah, people of people who aren't, who aren't you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, or even the people that are using their degree, that degree was what four years out of the how many years you actually went to school yeah you know what i'm saying and granted there's a foundation period where you lay the foundation from elementary school whatever and you build on that i understand that however i still think that we as a society can do a lot better with practical things that we need to incorporate in the education system that will ready our kids for life in general um and my Sheila had hinted at some of that before the podcast started. And I was like, wait, hold on to that, sis. Hold on. So I'm going to kind of let her piggyback off of some things that either she experienced with her kids raising them or even her grandkids or even herself on some of the things that they were exposed to in academia 
that went in the direction of helping with life in general or that went the opposite way. Before she says anything, all I have to say is bring back home egg. <laughs> yes, right. home egg. First of all, I was sleeping all the way on home egg. I thought home egg was just sewing it up for the whole semester. And I was like, mom, I'm opting out of that mug. I wish to this day that I would have taken home egg because I think that I would have been a better, well-rounded individual. I, I, did I, still, I still remember vividly like learning how to write a check. And oh, really? Yeah. They did that at home ex? Mm-hmm. See, I had no mm-hmm. earthly idea. Mm-hmm. I literally thought it was mm-hmm. just sewing. Baking cookies. Mm-hmm. We, had to create, we had to create budgets. We did sew, but that was I like... That, that was, was all y'all it. did. Mm-hmm. See, we did yeah. that in government. Shout out to my coach in high school, um, Bernie Culpepper. We did a whole lot of this stuff in government class. Well... Um, I love coach. Don't do coach. Don't do coach. <laughs> but, but I think coach was just tired by the time he I came was, around because coach, we didn't do jack squat in government. We watched Judge Judy for the whole semester. <laughs> coach and yeah, <laughs> economics. There was the half. The other half of the semester was economics. Well, or the school year was economics, and we did learn. We did. I Sorry, it might have, it might have been economics, but yeah, coach did government. No, we won't watch Judge Judy. Coach was giving us the business. <laughs> We had to create our own blueprint for our house, which I still have, by the way, Coach. And I'm adding on to that because I want my house built from the ground up. So shout out to you. I actually want to um, say that Coach, a lawsuit is coming your way because I still have people calling me about auto insurance that I have to look up (laughs) quotes for. And... And that is eleven to twelfth grade, and I'm twenty seven wow. now. So like that's hilarious. I, I, I for my emotional distress that I, I put up with. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Not emotional distress. Anyway, guys, we digress. We love you, Coach. We appreciate you. Um, shout out to Bath Memorial Academy in Lumberton, Mississippi. Woo woo. And Judge Judy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know her now. You knew her then. Right. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm right. Sheila. Yes, I'm just listening to what you all are saying. It took me back when you when she said home ec, and mm-hmm. I was like, I thought I was the only one because I'm the oldest. That you the only one that took it. Yeah. Oh. In this group. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So cool. You got it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Back then, that those are where I learned a lot of different things. I learned how to sew, like she said, and cook, and just a whole. We we did a whole lot of things that we that we covered. However, should I did. I made my first. Um, my first lined suit. Okay. Shirted double breasted jacket. Let me get a wrap around skirt. Okay, girl. And guess who I wore it. People are like, you didn't make that. But anyway, um, I, I did learn a lot from that. But as um as she said, I raised my children and my grandchildren. Um, one graduated um a year ago. And one's getting ready to graduate this year. And I also worked into the in the school system for five years. So ISS, I, yes, <laughs> OHS. But one of the thing, but one of the things that I can say is that I was subbing during the time I, I was that position. Actually, was I was asked to take that position because when I sub, no one wanted to take the um, resource students, and I, apparently I had a way of controlling them, and they were doing what they needed to do in class, and they observed that. So that that also goes back to a lot of you know. I, I'm not going to say that everything. As far as preparing for the future, some things I learned in school that I didn't learn from my parents. Sure. Mm-hmm. Even like about, you know, g- young ladies with their menstrual periods, I learned that in school. Yeah. 
So some things I I can you say like school too? Uh-huh. that they prepared really? fifth grade. Mm-hmm. That the, I was that that be prepared, what? and I think there's a there's a touch and go when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, with me working with the um, the state with juvenile delinquents for eight years, uh, we we played a huge role in their academics as far as their credits and and the classes they take. They took finance classes. Whereas my my grown children that I don't think they took finance classes. I was working at the school during that time. Um, there's a lot of things that they are getting, and some of them will tell you how to budget. There were things that I did as a um, case. Ma- I mean, we just say case manager, where they call us family service workers. That I went over budgets with the children uh, with some of my kids as well. We had to collaborate with them and you know, with independent living skills and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things that they are getting in school because there's some things that my granddaughter says to me, oh yeah, I got that in economics or I, or um, um, personal finance personal finance, and there's another, something some issues, <clears throat> something world issues, some, something like that. There's a lot of things that they really are learning, even, even when it comes to the one that no one ever wants to talk politics. <laughs> that no one really likes to talk about that are that have no idea what's going on. But there's a lot of things that they have that I think they that that have that I could say is preparing them, that's giving them a touch. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when I look at it, because of the generations that I've dealt with, um, I think a lot of that needs to come from us. I don't I, disagree. I, I think that a lot of it needs to come from us because I think even her, even now. They have it where you go into an area where if I'm doing business, that's the, that's your program area in high school. That I wasn't given that opportunity. Um, so as the years go, I think they're doing better to help prepare. But it's what what are you getting out of it? What, what is it that you're getting out of it when you are? And what are those conversations that you're having with your parents when you are getting those things in school? Like, where does teach me, you know, and what are sure. we doing as parents? Sure. As fa- as far as preparing our our kids for the future. The, t- the teachers can give us, give some things, but where we are taking this further beyond this. Yeah. I think, um, I think that it would be beneficial if there was uh, a shift in focus. I was just about to yes. Um, because like the stuff that we're mentioning that we took away that actually, that we actually, um, feel like helped prepare us for life. Number one, that that's like we can count that on one hand. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, that was just like one course or one year. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it doesn't compare to like how long you spend learning the other stuff that I'm not saying that it's not important. Um, and for those of you who don't know, like um, I've been teaching since 2012. Um, but it's just like the, the focus I feel like more time could be spent on those things that actually prepare you for life. So like if there are more classes that teach you about finance, then when you get out into the world versus just knowing how to count money, right. You know how to manage Manage money. money. Exactly. And, um, with like other stuff, just like being able to sew stuff like that. Like not everybody is going to go to college and, and, and get a degree. So if you know how to do something with your hands, like trade schools and all that stuff, you can sew or you can fix something or whatever like that. That's where I feel like if the, sh- the, the focus was shifted, then, um, school will have a formal education will have a, a, 
greater value Mm -hmm. um, for individuals because right now it's like, you know, everybody's on the same track and everybody's graded on the same scale, but people are individuals. Mm -hmm. I agree because they take Mm -hmm. so many things out. They always talk about this funding. They don't put um, that importance on that. um, These are these young people are our future. And I don't think that's what we look at when, when, when you talk about um, offering different things because yeah. they used to have a lot more things in school. They still, of course, have auto mechanics and all of that, but everybody's not going to work on cars. Yeah, and, and it does, it's not that long. Like, it's a very short amount of time. And I feel like you, the, the, like, the reading and the writing, like, you get all that basic stuff, but, like, when it gets to become more complicated, I feel like that should be depending on what track you're taking as far as like what you want to do um, instead of having to spend all this time, you know, I don't know. It's and my, I think my like, kind of all over the place, but there's oh, I get a, what you're um, saying. there was a, like a little cartoon or, or, or quote or something that's basically like, you know, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, like it's going to fail every time. So mm-hmm. you can't, you can't keep, giving all these kids the same state tests and telling them, you know, well, this is where you are academically. So either you're going to make it or you're not going to make it because ultimately what they do on that test has nothing to do with what they, what they end up being right now. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's like they teach, they, um, they teach to test. Yeah. And that's, that's my biggest issue. Well, yeah. But and- then, with that though, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but let me make this point here. They teach to test because for them, education is their business. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when they are, you know, business is, is the thing that, that makes the world go round because why power and money are involved in business. So in that, that's, that's a, that's a valid, valid, crucial point is that, what did you say? They teach, teach to, to test. They teach to test. Because why? It helps their numbers. Yes. It helps. And that's all that matters. Because the people, very rarely are the people in charge, like your CEOs and your CFOs and your COOs, very rarely are they someone who has a background of education, quote unquote, in whatever it is that they're the leader of. True that. Yeah. So if not, their main goal is to put more money into their pocket and make the entity look good. Period. Yes. No matter who is at uh, demise for that. Because nine times out of ten is little black kids. Little black boys. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, that's what it is. The government or the system was not set up to help us succeed. It just wasn't. And and what I... And, and as I get older, I understand a lot more clearly now that why it's important for education to start in the home is because... And I was I was listening to a podcast a couple of months ago by um this it's called the Secrets to Success podcast with Eric Thomas and um CJ Quinney and Carl um I can't remember his last name and then um what's the what's Jamal King um and basically all of these are very successful men Eric Thomas is the number one motivational speaker in the world on one of their episodes they were talking about why is it that we always give people who were born with a spoon, a silver spoon in their mouth, why does that have a bad rep? Because their parents took the time to groom them to what they need to be in society? 
Why do we look at that in a negative eye? And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Because they always get made fun of in school. Rich kids. Um, people who think they're so much better or quote unquote smarter or whatever. Oh, you just this, that, and the other because you're so smart. Mm. Okay, but you can be smart too. <laughs> right. Like, your, my parents prioritized that for me because they knew that based on what I know, I'm going to get somewhere. Also, based on who I know, I'm going to get somewhere. Now, the reality of it, that's what it is. We can't change that. All we can do is fit it to help our needs. So, am I going to raise my child with a golden spoon in their mouth? Maybe. Because I want my child to succeed. But the things that we're learning, that I'm learning now at 32 and 30 and 31, white kids taught their kids, white people taught their kids that from day one. Money management. That's why you don't really see a lot of them in debt. They may be putting out their credit card, but guess who paying it on the other end? Their parents. Their parents put stuff in their names as kids, put bills and stuff in their names on the books so they can, why? Accrue some credit. And don't mistaken that for um, using a little old Kiki name, using her social security card, yeah. and then messing up her stuff so when she gets older, she cannot do anything. Clear that up. Thank mm-hmm. you. We're not, that's not what we're that's talking about. That's not what I'm saying. But the point is, in my opinion, that that mentality, and, and I get it, we were oppressed during the time. I, I understand all of the things that it took to get there versus to where we are now. Understand that, not negating that. However, there are some of us now that know the tricks of the trade, and we are still keeping it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's not fair yes. to them. That's not mm-hmm. fair to our children. No. If you have a child that is creative and uh, willing to work and learn a specific craft, Invest in that child. Invest in them because they are going to be the future leaders of this world. I don't care if they're 10, 12, 8, 7. Invest in them. There are seven-year-old millionaires. Yes. Yeah. Because someone took the time to invest in them. My bad, Brandy. Go ahead, man. No, I just just had a question for that particular statement of why people teach their children. The key word here is teach. Right. How do... Why do we get to assume that they teach their kids that? They may do those things, like, as far as credit building for their kids, but how do you know for a fact that they're teaching them about money management and credit sure. building? Sure, that's, that's a valid question. I can only speak of the, the people that I know, that I've had conversation with. And mind you, I went to a predominantly white school. So there were people there who, yes, I did ask those specific questions. Like, how do you even know that? You're only in high school. Oh, well, my mom taught me this, that, and the other. Even the people that I work with today, they they may if you listen to people, you don't even have to ask questions a lot of times. Sure. Because they're gonna tell you. <laughs> like they are going to tell you how it is they've come to this. Because one, they're proud of it, as you should be. I mean, if you, you know, can be debt free at 32, whatever, that's cool. I, kudos to you. You know? Um, but the people that I've been exposed to, let me put it that way, and this may not be the vast majority, even if they did not teach them that. They set them up in a way because mm-hmm. re- regardless of whether they taught them physically, like sit, sit down, this is the, the education for the day. There's different ways. To Children teach. emulate what they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So regardless if it's teaching by the, the, the rhetoric that we know, they have been taught because of experience or exposure, period. Mm-hmm. So valid question, like I said before, the people that I know and that I have associated myself with who are our counterparts... Um, they have been actually taught, but I still think that teaching is not necessarily, um, 
book and pencil all the time. Oh, absolutely. You know, 1000%. And, and so even in them doing, like we do things that we see our parents do. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily sit us down and teach us, quote unquote, but guess what? We learned it. Mm-hmm. So I still think that that is an example of being taught. Absolutely. Leading by example. example yes. Yeah. That, that's true. When your children ask you questions, sit down and take out the time to explain it to them. And, and, and it's okay if you don't know, find someone who does. Say, you know what? Yes. I'm not sure about that, but I can find someone that can help you with and that. And follow through on that. And follow through with it because a lot of times we brush our kids off because we don't know. And, and it's okay because there's a lot of things that I know as I've gotten older. The thing is, is that when you, when you learn it, you got to share it. Like she said, you can't just hold on to it. Yeah. You got to share. And when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. I may have learned it at 56. Oh, I'm not there yet. Okay, sorry. Well, I may have learned things in my 40s that I didn't know. And you and don't use it as a shaming thing for yourself. Use it as to your children that, you know, I didn't learn this till I was 40. But I'm going to share this with you today. Yeah. And these are things that you need to know. The thing that you share with, with, your, with your cousins hmm. about the um, toss. The toss. Mm-hmm. I learned from that. I mean, I already knew about timing, but I'm just saying sure. that's another way to teach and, and um, to teach someone that is younger, you know, that and had, that has that understanding. <clears throat> toss and tell them what toss is, Amber. <laughs> um, so shout out to my father, um, who is very, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's good at safe or managing money or if it's good at being frugal. But either way, uh, we got, <laughs> we got the gist <laughs> as, as growing up. A little bit of both. Uh, yeah. So TOSS is an acronym um, in how to manage money, which is what he taught us. Um, T is for tithing. O is for offering. The first S is for savings. And then the last S is for spending. Um, We want to continue to, for those of you that are Christians or whatever, even if you're not a Christian and you feel like you want to give to charity or something, whatever, you can, that can be your T and the O in TOSS. Um, But the main takeaway from that acronym is to, Handle your money. Don't let your money handle you. Mm-hmm. And even when teaching your children things, is we have to understand when you're teaching your children things, don't say just because. <laughs> Give them a clear understanding of why things are done. So when they get older, they'll make. I don't know. Right, that's true. <laughs> but when they get, but no, we do the thing as Christians. You're supposed to give your tithe and all that. Don't make it something that just seems so like I'm not doing that or I don't want to do that. Teach your th- people in the way that you can give them an understanding. And at some point in life, they're going to make those choices themselves. But don't blow them off because you don't know. Like I said earlier, mm-hmm. find someone that maybe be able to explain it better than you can explain it. You may know yeah. why, but then may not be able to explain why. Or sit why. down at the computer and Google it together. Everything, right. yeah. That's where I was about to go with yes. that. Um, because you were Teaching saying, like, moment. if, the, if, the, um, if your kid asks you something, you know, answer it for them. And I know, like, some people may want the kid to work like I don't want to just be telling them everything so you can tell them um like I would do with my students sometimes like if they ask me a question I would tell them that I did not know the answer um one so that they know that it's okay to not know and, and right. you know that that is just fine and you can figure out the answer I tell them well I don't know the answer to that question but if you look it up you can come back and share that with us so even if you know your kid is asking you something and you don't have the answer to it, you be upfront with them. I'm, I'm not sure of that answer, but if you want to look it up, you can. And then you come back and let me know. Or like Brady said, we can look it up together. And then that just goes back to like the whole thing of like formal education. Like formal education is not 
uh, preparation for life after you get out of whatever schooling you're doing, whatever the, the, the max is, whether you finish high school or not, whether you go on to get several different, um, you know, postgraduate degrees, like it is still that is not what prepares you for life. So as <laughs> adults, you have to keep that in mind, like the schooling that you received did not prepare you for what you actually experienced. So it's your job at home to make sure that the people growing up in your house or the being raised in your house have some idea of what to expect. Um, because I feel like a lot of times people um, expect the the teachers in school to teach their kids everything. And it's not, that's not how it works. Like mm -hmm. I, I make sure to put a, a focus on my kids learning how to um, interact with each other and be kind human beings like that. I always felt like when I was in the classroom, like if my kids left out of here, regardless of test scores, if they left out of here with people skills, then I did my job because mm -hmm. regardless of what you mm -hmm. get on that test, you are going to have to work with other people. Mm -hmm. And that's not every teacher's focus True. you know and because those test scores are tied to paychecks like some people are just focused on making sure they teach to the test so the kids pass the test and they show this improvement and all this stuff which is not a bad thing you know because you want your, your kids to do well um but you can't expect as a parent sending your kid to school that school is going to teach them everything that they need to know for life because just personal example you know that you going to school didn't do that for you mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> i was just gonna bring up that i don't know whose quote this is but i'm sure we've all have heard it uh experience is the best teacher mm -hmm. um i <laughs> remember being fresh out of grad school and having my first postgraduate uh session i guess if you don't know um i'm a counselor and I was trying to not show that, like, I'm thinking about all of the textbook things and this person is bringing <laughs> up me stuff that was not given in a textbook. And how am I supposed to deal with this? Right. Um, right. And I have had so many more cases. Like, currently, I'm working um, remotely, but I'm working with people that have or live in a rural area and there's a lot a lot of drug and addiction problem in the rural that we don't address and um as a society and every week in my supervision because i'm not fully licensed yet i'm just like how do i deal with drug and addiction i took that class yep don't remember jack squat from that class <laughs> because it wasn't my focus i'm not gonna lie to you but I have that book, and if I look in it, I can guarantee you it's not going to be as helpful as someone in my field that has had that experience mm -hmm. helping that population. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. My first year of teaching was miserable <laughs> because, <laughs> for, for various reasons, but the main one was because everything was hypothetical. Like, you take all these methods classes, methods of teaching reading, and methods of teaching this. You get in the classroom and your kids won't be quiet. You can't use a method to teach anything. Because they are up for you. So, it's like, it's, and then, like, classroom organization.
organization. It's like, okay, well, in college, I had to draw. I had to create, like, a floor plan. And where was my stuff going to go in the classroom? And then you get in the classroom. It's like, well, this room isn't set up like the one on the paper. And then you got to figure right. out what is the best best functionality for stuff where you don't have the stuff that you need or you got to buy it yourself. Or it's just like there's so many things that went into that and ultimately like I was not prepared for that because I did not have the experience like now you know I can do it with my eyes closed but that's 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 what we're talking Based on about experience right and, and, um but- high school when I went into college I was like drowning in my classes I was like mm-hmm. I was not prepared for this when I tell y'all I breezed through school it was like so easy and I think that's part of the reason why I hate school now because I'm like that was a complete waste of time then I get to college and I'm like I don't know anything I'm not <laughs> passing any of my tests <laughs> and which actually brings me back to the point that you made very early on in the podcast um about shifting the focus yeah. Yeah. um because I feel like when you when you get to those specific milestones um for example, that transition from elementary to to uh, middle school or middle school to high school or high school to college or college to real life. Mm-hmm. One thing for sure is that you have to understand is that everybody is not going to pr- progress at the same level, mm-hmm. period. It doesn't matter if you have a class of two people or 22,000 people. <laughs> they are not going to progress at the same time. So what you have to do, and I'm not a teacher by far, um, you know, you have to adapt and you have to get different teaching styles or teaching methods um, to those and to to appeal to the different audiences that you have in your class, along with or in conjunction with the parents at home working with their own kids. Mm -hmm. And I also think that in today's society, we have so many kids raising kids, so they're not actually being able to educate them, quote unquote, or parent them because they're trying to pacify them or shut them up from crying. So they put, I don't know, Paul patrols in between in in their face. And I I can't say that I get it because I don't have children. However, guys, you're doing more hurt than, than good to them at that point. That is not, that's not the best way. Let me just put, I'm not saying, let me not, let me not even say that's not the best way. Let me back up. I'm not not telling you how to parent if you are a parent listening to this. That is not the only way. um, Because there are some educational. Mercy. (laughs) There are. (laughs) There are. Right. There are some educational um, tools out there that are used for, you know, kids to watch and to sing along with them, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Fine. However, engagement with real life people. Right is a necessity aka people skills so if you have to sit on the floor with your 17 month old child and sing the abcs or show him the alphabet or show him the shapes do that i promise you you will not regret it because your child will be so much further along in life in general and in school most most likely academically because you took the time to Focus on them, hear what they're saying, understand what their struggles are so you can learn how to help them. If you can't help them, find somebody that can. There are tutors out there. There are people who have every kind of degree you can think of in education to better assist your child. But needless to say, 
on a higher level, everybody's not going to go to college. And I think that we need to normalize that yes. in 2021. Yes. It yes. is okay to not go to college. Yep. Be educated in something, though. Don't just not go to college and just be out here willy-nilly and trying to live life off other people. No, that's exactly not what, that's exactly what I'm not, not saying. Okay? You still need to make a name for yourself. You need to make a lane for yourself. You need to go to a trade school. You need to, if you like doing hair, I don't know, go to Paul Mitchell School in your area. Like, Don't take that long. Do something that is going to benefit you and that you can make money from who don't want to make money who don't want to make money what i can say is i salute um julian waddell um actually his little brother went to basket once again bma showing up for the cup um his little brother jordan which i call my little brother went to bass academy with me um he was a year under me, but Julie and his older brother, they just um, opened. Oh, this time I never knew Jordan had a brother, but anyway. Are you ahead. serious? Never. He has the brother and a sister. Jordan's the middle child. Uh, I, I knew the sister. Julian, Jordan, and Jewel. Anyway, Anyways. I digress. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Julian just helped Oakwood um, launch what's called a launch pad. And it's basically a path for entrepreneurs. Mm, um, nice. Ooh, and they just had their ribbon cutting, I think. Not yesterday, because yesterday was Sabbath. Whatever day, sometime like in this last week or so, they had a ribbon cutting for that, and I was like, "Yo, shout out to that!" Like they have a whole like like media media center um, where people can come and record podcasts. They have um, a whole bunch of computers set up where people do like uh, what is it like um, visual stuff, digital. There you go, digital marketing, (laughs) digital creation stuff like that. So those are the types of things that I feel like are important in today's society even if it's not through a university or school set that up as a business on the side where you can people can come in and learn how to stand alone Mm -hmm. even if they decide to not go to school but they can still be educated in something yeah because we spend so much time like social media media can be a good and a positive tool but it It can also could be very harmful yeah and the other thing is that our kids use it so much that they don't even know how they don't even know how to use they don't have any social skills period Mm -hmm. and a lot of people really don't understand what that is they don't know how to carry on a a normal conversation sometimes they don't know how to greet people when they go somewhere they don't know how to interview all of those different things body language yes Yeah, they'll be looking over here. Who are you talking to? Yeah, and so, those things are so important, but that's not something right. that's taught in And anything that you can do, anything that you do, you be that example, whatever you can give to someone, pour into that person. Yeah. My biggest thing is about empowering people. And even when I, even though I did ISS to somebody else, oh, that's just ISS. And my ISS, you did your work. You didn't go to sleep. That's why they chose me for that, because I, I, but I helped them. Mm-hmm. And the things that I could not help them with, then... They knew that. They knew I was not no math person. Mm-hmm. However, you have to understand that sometimes even in going through your life, you're set up for, you're set and you're placed in, in different positions for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You may not know what those reasons are. I had a girl she, at the end, when she graduated, she gave me an angel and she was like, Miss Sheila, thank you so much because I may, I looked at her and I used to, like, I would gather their work, put them all in their teacher's boxes when they got finished and um, she asked me something about her essay and I was like, uh, we have to read, we're going to work on this. The girl got a B. 
She had some things that weren't per- perfect, but before that, that was not going to be me work. Mm-hmm. But I helped her. I don't have to do that. I'm just monitoring, make sure they don't go to sleep, they do their work. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like I needed to do more than that. Mm-hmm. Even though I had people come to my class that didn't need to be, hey, Miss Rose, hey. where you supposed to be? And to this day, them kids be like, hey, Miss Rose, we be in Walmart. Girl, why do you know? She was in my IS. She was my ISS teacher, and she taught me da da da. Okay, girl, we trying to shop. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to have people I used to go to the movies when I first started and people would be I, and I'm not I'm exaggerating I see somebody over in the corner pointing and whispering to their parents pointing at me tell them that's my ISS but the thing is is that no matter what your job and I try to tip you no matter if you sweep a floor whatever you do the best of whatever you do, you do yeah. people are yeah. watching mm-hmm. it doesn't matter and I always talk to and I always speak that to all of my kids and I, <laughs> I've always tell them, no matter what you do, but then they always come back to me, Miss Rose. Ooh, um, I went to school. I went to college. I got married. They're coming back. Cause it's almost like you pour That's into awesome. people. They understand. And, and, and to me, it's just like, I did ISS, but to them, that was something different. And, and I always talked about life and how they carried themselves. And sometimes they'll tell me personal things. I didn't even want to know, but they, they told me those things. Girl, thought you was crying. No. So those things were said to me so that I could be there for them or talk to them, give them whatever that they needed, whatever they needed to have. And at the end of the day, like I tell my grandkids, um, if you don't go to college, you're going somewhere. I even told my kids, you're getting some type. I don't care if it's a trade, whatever it is, get something. Because I would set them up thinking that if they go out in here, well, I can just get me a good old job. Um, people want to go to Nissan and go do this and go do that. Them people in Nissan be hurting physically. They do. They, you... Because you can go somewhere and make good money doesn't mean that's going to last forever. I was at a job for 10 years driving, well, first doing books, you know, packing books. And I was on a forklift. I always wanted the person to wherever I'm at, I want to move up to where I can, you know, always learn something to do something better. Even in the process of making money, you still need to make sure you're learning something and that skill maybe take you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But then I had problems with my back. I ended up leaving there because I never could in the position to where they could give me something that was considered light duty. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you always have to have something to fall back on. But sometimes those good jobs where they make good money, this is not going to always agree with your body. What happens later on? So it's always prepare yourself or put up, learn, you know, different things that you can do with your money. Y'all got to do all this talking and then <laughs> to do with your money. So the thing is, is that teaching your, them that even though you're doing one thing, sometimes it's okay to have something on the side. I told kids y'all like to hustle, then hustle, hustle and do something that's going to benefit you. That's going to be legal because I work with a lot of juveniles and I'm like, Hey, your hustle don't have to be illegal. Right. You can work. If you like, if you like landscaping culture, you like gardening, whatever, do all the, go to farmer's market, set up your own. That's a one. That's a hustle. That is your thing that you did, that you did. Everybody don't have the same skill, mm-hmm. but you could take those things that you do have and build them. And parents, we have to invest in our kids. If we see they can draw, you can imagine they could go different places. Um, Lowe's has like Bob Ross painting classes randomly throughout the week. Right. And there's just all type of things that they could do. Go to Disney and be one of those people to sketch. They get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. I had kid. I had a kid that was, um, that spoke, mm, I want to say five different languages. He could be French and he could be Spanish. He was, and then I was like, you know, you could use that skill for interpret. And it's not a whole four year thing. There's a, there is a program I looked up for them and everything. It's like, we had to invest our kids until some of the skills they already have can be built upon. Yeah. 
you said something that was key that I just want to uh, emphasize is that um, you told your children or well, your grandchildren um, that they don't have to go to college, but that they need to do something. I, one of the biggest things is, I believe, is that gap with from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Um, because you all and, you know, my parents and your parents and things like that were taught that school equals education. Right. But you and can, that's not necessarily true right. with everything that we have now. Right. So, But I feel like a lot of kids are a little intimidated to come pressured. to people mm-hmm. of, of um, older generations. Like, of gener- yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. They're scared to come to their parents or their grandparents and say, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. You see what I'm saying? What's that? So it's What's like it, it, it creates a false sense of instability. Right. Um, and it, it can be a reality of instability if you don't do it the correct way. Right. But when we project what, we, what we've what we known for so long onto our children, oh, that's not going to ever work. You need to go to college. First of all. College may not work. Right. That is true. So many people School go. School is not for everybody. Have all this money in debt and have not gotten a job in their field. They're working at a whole totally different exactly. field. Exactly. Because it's not something that they wanted to do. Right. They or, told you before that they didn't want to go to college, but you didn't listen. Or you've got to also research the, the field you want to go in. Because that's even the, that. Even, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's a I'm just saying it, if. Part of it, people just wouldn't say, I want to do this. If that's not something that's creating jobs. Then th- that might not necessarily be somebody, but I'm not saying that has, has to be. But my thing is that I I just feel like you have you should have some type of trade, regardless, not or be an entrepreneur, or whatever. I don't mean you know just having something that's going to help further. But even that means you getting it, you learning it from someone else, because you can do things like my young my grandson always did the IT stuff up, and he learned. He learned those skills from a, somebody that taught him, which right. he could take that further mm-hmm. on his own and build his own business. It's like if I play the piano and I play by ear and nobody taught me, but I could play at a church and that's my livelihood. And then I could teach someone else. whatever it is, you know, you don't necessarily have to go. But I'm just saying, just don't sit and do not do anything yeah. is, is what my, my key thing is. And not just necessarily depending on being at a job for 20 or 40 years, because sometimes you may not even last that long. Something may happen where the business may shut down. Anything. Just try to have something to fall back on. And I know another one of my friends talked about how we're finding that certifications are more valuable than a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by getting a trade, getting something sort of, you know, versus a four-year. And sometimes they huh, do, do much better and make just as much money as somebody who went to school mm-hmm. in a four-year degree. But be passionate, please, about what you do. That's mm-hmm. important. That's, we're not taught that. Because when you're more passionate about it, you're more, you, there's more, that's more, you're more driven. Yep. Um, so once again, listener land, (laughs) um, just something to think about and to, for those of you that have children, you know, we just want to encourage you to take the time out to listen to your children, work with them, understand their struggles and how you can better help their struggles. If it's not you, then someone else that you, that you trust. Um, but you got to put in the work It's hard. And I'm speaking for single single moms and grandparents you have uh, 
you have to put in, <laughs> you have to put in the work. It is hard. I'm not going to, it's not easy. And I'm saying that because I've lived it and I've done it. I'm still doing it. We get tired. We get overwhelmed because we feel like the fathers aren't here and nobody's doing this but me. But sometimes you do have family and friends that are there. Don't be afraid to reach out. Sometimes that person may be that person in the church, somebody that you trust, but reach out to someone is it's not something that you can necessarily do alone. And sometimes we, we pull back because we're tired. We're working and they're getting in trouble in school and this is happening and that is happening. It becomes overwhelming because sometimes we do nothing at all. But, the, but guess what? Having kids is not going to, it's not something that's easy. And especially if you're doing it on your own, sometimes even with a partner, it's not easy. But don't give up. Hang in there because in the end, we had our children. We got to invest in them. We can't give up on them. We got to keep working it. All right. Well, you heard it here first on group chat teeing. Um, just something a little different, not necessarily relationship wise, but something that can be um, used as a foundation and encouragement for someone who may be going through this or will go through this in the future. Um, that education starts at the home, um, continues in the home, mm-hmm. um, and even when your children get out of and beyond the house, thirty-two and on. I still call my parents for certain things because I don't know. I've never been thirty-two. <laughs> okay, so um, there are things that we can always learn. Um, just try to remember that as you go through and navigate life with your children or with your grandchildren or even just your younger um siblings or cousins or people that look up to you and you may not even know they look up to you um education is key even in the informal way all right oh wow y'all i'm done for the day i can't (laughs) um so make sure you follow us on instagram on at group chat teeing t-e-a um ing and yeah leave us information in the comments email us at group chatting at gmail.com and yeah stay tuned guys keep telling people about this podcast keep following us on our ig we'll have a giveaway coming soon as soon as we hit 100 followers on instagram we'll be having a giveaway so make sure you stay tuned for that um and we definitely would love to have your input on even further um, future topics that you guys might be interested in. Absolutely. We can't do this without you. If we get enough of you guys, we may just switch up the segments here and there, you know? Um, so engage with us. Um, that's all we have. We are done for the day. I was about to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. But, um, <laughs> oh, wow. okay. but um, thanks for tuning in. This has been group chat team where you find the hottest tea on the hottest topics and we'll see you next time deuces